Christy Bilbrey. Right after college, I started my career in the Senate press office and then the White House. For the next seven years, I worked in corporate marketing before starting my own business. As soon as I did, the one thing I realized that none of those experiences taught me was how to market myself. Promoting yourself can mess with your head. Discovering brand storytelling and learning how to put it to work in my messaging saved my business. Once I learned this, I started teaching other business owners how to put it to work in their business as well. I created the Business That Story Built podcast to help strengthen the stories we tell ourselves and the stories we tell others. Audiences crave the human side of businesses. They want to get to know you, follow you, and interact with you outside of the buying experience. This can be intimidating to say the least. If you're ready to take your mindset and your messaging to the next level, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Thanks so much for joining today. I'm so excited for you to listen to today's guests. These are um, some of my favorite people. They have been by my side and you'll hear more about that soon. But Kim and Mike Barnes, they have spent 30 years on the air. They coach clients for on-camera impact in virtual communication, video and media interviews, and public speaking as Barnes Team Media at barnesteammedia.com. Kim was an award-winning reporter and news anchor for 15 years, including more than a decade at KVUE in Austin. She also taught television news reporting at the University of Texas and continued doing on-air and voiceover work since she left the newsroom. Mike Barnes was an award-winning sportscaster at KVUE for over 29 years. He was named best sportscaster in Austin 17 years and best in Texas four times. Mike and Kim have a 24-year-old son who graduated from Texas A&M and a 22-year-old daughter who graduated from the University of Texas. They also have parents in their 80s in Dallas and Houston and are navigating long-distance caregiving. They launched Parenting Aging Parents in 2021 in an effort to help others trying to help their parents. It includes expert interviews, resources, and a community of support, and that is at parentingagingparents.com. And that is how I really got to know Mike and Kim, because I got to help help them get their word out with podcasts on there. And you definitely want to take a look at what they're doing. Mike and Kim, thank you so much for joining today. I'm excited to have you. We're talking about how to be a great interviewer. And you too are such a wealth of experience there. I'm really excited for my audience to get to hear from you today. There was one time, I think we tried to kind of sort of add up how many interviews we've probably done over the years. Yeah, it was uh, lots of zeros at the end. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I would love to know just your background. For a lot of my listeners, if, if they're considering becoming an interviewer, it's probably going to be to host their own podcast. Maybe they already host their own podcast, but they're wondering, I know I'm wondering, how can I get better at this? I want to make sure I'm making the most out of this time. You know, I want it to be interesting. And how do I find these stories? It just feels like a puzzle. So um, I, I'm just curious for you guys, when you, throughout your experience, when do you remember having kind of an aha moment about, oh, that would make this better or that would make this easier when you're thinking about either preparing or, or having these interviews? I think part of it starts with having somebody with a good story, mm-hmm. finding a person to interview that you feel like, okay, they've got something interesting to share. 
Mm-hmm. Now in news, you didn't always have a whole lot of flexibility if you're having to go talk to a city official or if there's something happening to where you know, this is sort of the person that you need to talk to. But I think it's also, it's thinking of ways that you can help bring it out. For me, I think it's always been making the other person feel comfortable because mm-hmm. then they feel like they're talking to a friend or, or to somebody that, that, that feels that can make them feel comfortable, if you will. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be more likely to share and potentially not be as nervous. So I think that was one thing that I picked up was the more that I can build rapport with them before mm-hmm. the interview starts, many times the more comfortable they're going to be. And that's going to make for a better interview as well. I think I figured out early on, not that it was easy to do, but just to have a conversation. Because if you're having a conversation with someone, it's going to be a lot more relaxed and you're going to get a lot better answers out of the person if they're just talking. If they feel right. like they're being grilled or being you know, <laughs> you know, attacked with all these questions, it's a little bit different. But if it's just, if you're acting like, you know, just two friends, so to speak, mm-hmm. having a conversation, it's a lot better. Throw into that, you know, Kim mentioned the fact that you're always looking for a story. Mm -hmm. I'm of the belief that everyone in the world has a good story. Mm -hmm. You just have to find it. Mm -hmm. You just have to find it. Now, sometimes that story may not relate to what you're talking about. So that makes it a little bit bit tougher, but everyone has a story. So what's the story that you can find that's related to what you're talking about? I started doing interviews, gosh, 15 years ago or so uh, with... uh, former athletes at UT, mainly football players, uh, for, for a show that I did every football season. And it would be extended interviews where I'd talk to them for, I say extended, nothing compared to this for a podcast, but you know, five or 10 minutes. For TV, that's a long time. <laughs> for five or 10 minutes, but as opposed to just talking to them. And, and yes, I just had a conversation where it'd be the two of us, you know, standing there, whether I was holding a mic or we were just talking with clip mics on our mm-hmm. lapels, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, rather than just saying, yeah, was it fun being a Longhorn? Yeah. Do you remember beating <laughs> Oklahoma that year? Yeah, that was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. As opposed to just acting, asking questions like that, doing some, whether it was doing some research or remembering from when I covered them when they were playing sometime over the last 30 years, I would remember a, a story or remember something happening or something big and just kind of dive into that, not grilling them about it, mm-hmm. but, you know, talking about, you know, you know, what was that like when, you know, you were the starting quarterback and you lost your job and, how tough was that? You know, you're, you're asking questions like that to mm-hmm. where you're able to really get in to something deep where they're really able to come out with that really good emotional answer in some ways, energetic answers in some ways. And that's what you're looking for. Because if it's just a, even if you're having a good conversation, if it's just a blah conversation, <laughs> it's not going to excite anybody except for you and I. Right. And you want it, you want other people to be energized by what they're having to say. So if you're able to, to talk about the fact that, you know, you have a, a sibling who is in a wheelchair and boy, that, that, that affected your life growing up too, right? Oh yeah. Wow. And then they start talking about that or they talk about something that they do off the field, something charitable, like, oh, wow. Yeah. I really want to talk about that. What is their story that really brings out the, the life in them? That's great. I, you know, that makes me think, what about, so if you're trying, if you're the interviewer and you're trying to get there, some people, you're going to have different levels of comfort of interviewees and some people are going to go there with you. And some people are, you know, maybe it takes a little more prying. How do you, how do you do that without, you know, with coming across as 
conversational when you're kind of trying to dig a little bit when you're like, I know you got a story in there and you know, <laughs> let's hear it. Well, I, I think some of it, so much of it is listening mm-hmm. so that you can actually listen for little pieces that they might be um, mentioning mm-hmm. that are then a lot of times the way you can potentially steer the conversation because that may be, while you might have your list of questions that are sort of the ones that you want to make sure you, you get through, you're really listening. And I think that is very often the biggest difference between an experienced or really a good, you know, a really experienced versus a newbie but there are newbies that are really good at this too. So, or, or just even somebody who is a better interviewer than another is, are you really listening for what they're mm-hmm. saying? Or are you just looking at the next question? Yeah. And, you know, in media training, sometimes we, we talk about that uh, for the person being interviewed, that oftentimes you, know, you can say whatever you want to say, because sometimes the person interviewing you isn't actually even listening to your answer because they're just looking at the next one. So I think that it, you know, as the as the interviewer, it's so important to to listen so that you can look for those openings. And then I think it's it's asking things potentially in different ways mm-hmm. because it may be that in the moment they're just thinking of that list of questions, and so they're not really opening up their mind to think of where they don't realize where you're going, if you will. So okay. I think it can. But, but and there are some people that maybe not feel comfortable sharing. So if you you know, if they listen to the other podcast episode and they got some of the, the hints that we talked about as far as how to redirect or whatever, right? you know, as the, as the interviewer, if you get a few of those, it may be a clue to you that unless there's some reason that you really need to go and dig that deep, mm-hmm. they may not, be, it may be the kind of the clue to you that they're not comfortable going there. Mm-hmm. So, and you can kind of decide, but you, you've done some interviews where you've gotten people to talk about some things that mm-hmm. nobody else has gotten them to talk about. Well, a, a lot of times, again, what it goes back to is, is don't, go by a script and don't wing it too much. I think so many people, especially if, if you're new to, to asking questions, being an interviewer, you're either way over here to where you're thinking, okay, everything has to be scripted. I'm gonna have a piece of paper. I've got it all written out and I'm gonna have it either sitting right here. I'm gonna hold it and I'm gonna read every one question. By one. And I know exactly what, what the questions are and I've, I've been practicing, I've been rehearsing and that's all you ask is I've got those six questions written down. Those are the six questions I ask. As opposed to the other end of the spectrum, where it's people who are saying, you know, I, I want to sound conversational. Mike and Kim say be conversational, so I'm just going to wing it. Mm-hmm. Well, then you get out there and your mind goes blank because, right, even me being on camera and I, I never really get nervous. Every once in a while, your mind will go blank where mm-hmm. you're forgetting, oh, what was I, what was I was going to say, or what was that other question mm-hmm. I was going to ask? What if it's the most important question? <laughs> what if, what if you're asking whether you're talking to someone for five minutes or fifty minutes? What if you you realize oh my gosh, I forgot to ask that one thing that I really wanted to ask. That was the most important thing. And because of this happening and me forgetting and getting talking about this, completely forgot. So it's okay to have a, a list of questions somewhere to where you know what you, you want to ask. Mm-hmm. Just don't, go, don't be scripted. Don't go by it word for word and keep those ears open because chances are the person that you're talking to, when you're just having a friendly conversation, they're going to bring up what really means a lot to them. I was talking to Nick Foles a few years ago after he won the Super Bowl, the quarterback for the oh, Eagles wow. at the time. And I was talking to him just one-on-one and I know he's a man of faith. And I brought up the fact that, you know, he'd gone through some trying times and then, wow, he got to be the starter, goes to the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl. And I brought up about his faith and he just went off about it. 
and gave gave me a great interview. And it's because, again, I knew something about him. So, so there mm-hmm. I wasn't listening to what he had to say, but I did follow up what he said with certain answers. But I've seen so many people who, who again, stick to that script and they don't listen to what is said. I'm going to give you an example. Kim's going to laugh when I do this. But, you know, if, if you, not that Christy's doing this, but Christy, if, if you had your six questions and that's all you were going to ask Mike and Kim, and you said, you know, the first question was, you know, well, tell me about your background and all the interviews that you did. And we answered. And then you said, and now how does that relate with Barnes Team Media? And Kim said something about, well, introvert and extrovert and I'm the extrovert and he's the introvert and we do that. And I followed up saying, yeah, but what we teach people is that you've got to show that emotion. Whether you're talking about something as exciting as Kim waking me up from the dead or talking about how hot it is in Austin, Texas during the summer, you've just got to be emotional about that because that's how you are when you talk to friends. And if you, the interviewer, is just going, oh, that's good. Now, chances are every one of us, including me, we all during that second answer, when 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 the interviewee is answering that question, you're thinking. You're trying to think ahead well, a little bit. Well, you're thinking ahead sure. about what sure. am I going to ask next? And even if you have something written down, you're thinking about, how am I going to say this? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Am I going to say, well, Kim, hey, Kim, say, <laughs> Kim, you know, what are you going to say? How are you going to get into it? How are you going to word about, well, tell me about interviewing this person? Or, you know, what are you going to say? How are you going to word the question? And because you're doing that, you're not listening to what I said completely. And because of that, you're not picking up on Wait, wait, what? Kim woke woke you up from the dead? What? No, all you heard was, you know, maybe you heard the very end, weather in Austin, Texas. It's like, yeah, it's hot here in Phoenix too. So tell me blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, you just missed an incredible opportunity to ask about, wait, what was that about waking waking him up from the dead? Tell me more about that. Now that may may have nothing to do with the topic you were talking about. And if that's the case, you don't want to go down the rabbit trail to where the next you know, 30 minutes of the podcast is about this. And again, now you're not talking about what you want to talk about, but you could hit on it and find out what it is. And is it something that's related? Is it something that, mm-hmm. you know, could could either draw attention, go viral, which everyone wants to do these days, sure. something that's going to attract viewers, something that something that's something that's, that's worth talking about. Because that that's, that's what our conversations are. Think about any conversation that you have with a good friend. You only talk about things that are worth talking about. If there's something that you don't want to talk about, you change the subject. And it's <laughs> the same thing here. So, so you have to listen to what's said. And that's what we do when we talk to our friends is we listen to what each other is saying. And when they bring up something about whether it's about their past or the present or their future, you may change the subject a little bit or veer in that direction and talk about that. So, so that's the whole key is make sure you're, you're listening and not focusing so, so much mm-hmm. on what that next question is going to be, because so many people are, are rehearsing, practicing and looking at that question. They're not paying attention to what was said. Okay. So you've definitely piqued curiosity here. <laughs> what, <laughs> what in the world? Okay. What happened? I'll, I'll give you the super short, the super short uh, answer okay. is the fact that uh, we met in college in a class, and I chased her for three years. We had seven dates over three years. Not a good batting average, I like to say. <laughs> I thought she was the one for me. She thought I was just a nice guy. 
Then in December of 1990, I was in a car accident, was not wearing a seatbelt, long story. I uh, got thrown out of my car, had serious oh. head injuries, was basically in a coma for five days. Wow. On the fifth day, I hadn't opened my eyes in five days. Kim comes to visit me. Day after Christmas. Uh, day after Christmas in the hospital. She comes into ICU, touches my arm and says my name. At that moment, I open my eyes, I grab her hand and I started talking. Wow. Oh, so he says, just from, that's just from, he doesn't remember yeah, that. Yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> that. I'm just going out, I've been told. He's heard the story anyway, two times. About 10 days later, I kissed her for the first time. Five months after that, I proposed. We've been married for 30 years. Boom. What a beautiful story. I actually wasn't sure. I didn't know if you met on the news. So you met in college and had this met on again, off again until you helped raise him from the dead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. I never heard quite that dramatically. Yes. But that is, yeah, that gets, that, that gets the attention. Yes. So, yeah. So that's, that's the really short answer. He can tell you that, that version in about an hour and he can give you every date. I mean, his sportscaster brain knows all the dates and, and details. That's and, romantic. Today, the day that we're recording this is the, the anniversary of me proposing in that's beautiful. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so, but, but that's just, and, and not trying to bring up that story, but but it's just a great example of, of, of everyone and not necessarily been awakened from the dead, so to speak, but everyone has a great story. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you, not that you have to dig deep to try to find it. Like, well, tell me more about that. I'm sure there's a great story there. <laughs> no, but just a case of what are they saying? Because it, kind of like Nick Foles talking about his faith, that means a lot to him. Mm-hmm. But what means a lot to, to the person that you're talking mm-hmm. to and chances are they're going to bring that up they're mm-hmm. going to it may not be the focal point of their answer mm-hmm. but they're going to include it somewhere somehow and if, if you've done some research so you mm-hmm. know a little bit about their background not everything but a little bit about their background and you're listening and you're listening to them then you can kind of because it's, it's a little yeah. bit of it's a little bit of just sort of pulling the rope if you right will. Yeah. Not, not tugging it right just just yeah. kind of yeah. yeah. Tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Again, think about when you when you meet a new neighbor or you have a new friend and you're getting to know them a little bit better, they're going to say something about, you know, their husband or their, their kid or their background and, and something's going to perk your ears like, oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Tell me about more about that college time. Oh, tell me about more about you in high school. Oh, tell me about more about your, your child and what you've gone through with that. Something's going to come out. So again, listen, because when you're just having a conversation, we're not thinking and trying to memorize that next question. Right. Basically, we're just listening. And that's what you have to get into the practice of doing as an interviewer is you're listening and knowing where to go from there. And I think that also brings up a little bit the research aspect. So when you are doing research, you know, a lot of my listeners, it'll be for podcasts. And, and I think about going to the website of the person you're interviewing, Google them, go to their social media um, is there anything just that you've found uh, that maybe we're not thinking of that we should go and check or we're, we're looking for the wrong things? You know, maybe we're only so focused on, well, they're coming to speak about this topic. So I'm only focused on that topic instead of maybe looking at the bigger picture. Like you said, if you had, you know, similar interests or something in their background or something that can show more the human side of them mm-hmm. in addition and just any tips or thoughts you have on kind of that research preparation side? I think some of it is knowing what is the interview focus? Is it actually of the person Mm -hmm. or is it of the topic? And they just have to be, they happen to be the expert. A lot of the interviews that we do for our parenting aging parents group is about topic topic. related. And then we're finding a person that can speak to that. So we're in some ways doing a little more research on the topic, if you Mm -hmm. will, 
necessarily the person's background, but especially in a podcast format where it's going to be longer and mm -hmm. you're going to get into more detail. It often is about the person and their accomplishments or what they've learned as well as their expertise. And you mentioned some thoughts uh, that I think are great is, you know, look on some of their social and bio and things like that and look for the things that might be something that you have in common. You know, did you both go to this university? Did you both live in this place or work in this industry? Just, you know, it, it's, it's building rapport. It's, mm -hmm. it's building, finding right. those commonalities. But I think that those are great places to start. Yeah. And of course, if it's a, a famous person, you can look in their proverbial media guide right. you know, in the, the team's media guide and find out some, mm. some interesting stuff about their background. But when it's just, you know, common folk like us, <laughs> then again, social media is great because so many times, Usually it's on Facebook, but depending on the person, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be, they're going to post pictures or have have posts that give you a little bit more because it's not just going to be about, yeah, you know, hit a million dollars in sales and I'm looking for a bonus today. Yay. That's, <laughs> they're not doing business type of posts. It's usually something personal, something family oriented. So they're posting about, yeah, wow, it's been 10 years since my mother passed and mm -hmm. I always remember today or a gosh, vacation or God, yeah or gosh I, I can't believe it's been 20 years since I proposed yay I, it, they're going to say something about a a a trip or a event. date or an event or mm -hmm. something like that, that that coincides with their past and chances are if they're commenting about their past it means something to them right if you look on my Facebook page you know through the years where I've commented on you know different dates with her you know, whether it's marriage or proposal or, or first date, first date or, or, or whatever so second I'll do, date, I'll do, seventh I'll do something date. like that but again if usually if someone's commenting about something you know some people are to an extreme but if, if some people are, are posting something on social media about the past it's something that means a lot to them so that could give you a hint about oh wow mm -hmm. they post a lot about their brother so mm -hmm. their brother must mean a lot to them so mm -hmm. let me I'm trying to dive into that and there must be something there or again or a parent or high school or something that was life-changing that is their story mm -hmm. right and sometimes even maybe seeing where they volunteer or the kinds of organizations that they're part of can also be a little bit indicative of the things that are important to them too yeah those are great those are great just kind of broadening you know, just like what you were saying with don't just stick to the questions, even in research, don't necessarily just stick to the topic. So that yeah. that's helpful. Now, um, this is something more curiosity for me. When you are listening to other interviews, I'm sure you're picking out, oh, this person's great. This person could really use some help. What do you feel like separates great interviewers from everybody else. Want me to go? Sure. I think that the two biggest things are, is it, does it sound like a conversation mm -hmm. or does it sound like it's scripted? Mm -hmm. Because if it sounds like it's scripted, you, you lose a little bit of oomph. You lose right. a little bit of high credibility. That's not the right, the right term, but, but you just don't connect as well. When you're talking, if you're giving a presentation, just you talking, you lose some 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 credibility, some connection if you sound like you're you know reading this script the entire time. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. You know, <laughs> it doesn't sound as sincere as like, thanks so much for having me. It's I'm glad to be here. There's a difference there. And right. it's the same thing, it's the same thing when you hear somebody asking a question, when it's the case of Christy, I know that you just started this podcast training. Tell me if you're it's like really you sound like you're just reading. You don't sound like you're just having a good conversation. 
So sure. that's one. That's one. And number two t- falls back to, does it sound like they're just looking at the next question mm-hmm. or did that interviewee say something where I'm thinking, wow, I'd ask about that. And they don't even mention it. Mm-hmm. Because if that's the case, then I know that their script is, that, that's the, to me, that's the biggest thing is, is I want to, I want to watch, whether it's watch an interview on TV or watch a podcast or, you know, watch two people visit each other. I want to see people who are having a good conversation. Well, and the interaction I think is important too, yeah. that it's not just a, okay, now it's my turn. Now it's your turn. Mm-hmm. Now it's my turn. Now it's your turn. Sometimes there is that, uh, not interruption is the right word, but mm-hmm. kind of adding on yeah. and filling in the gaps, I think can also be, again, just like you would in a conversation mm-hmm. versus a, you know, just, it's, and some of us are, some of us are, have more of a trouble of not interrupting people. But um, so that's something that I have to be careful of. But I, but I, again, you want it to be, you want it just to feel like an authentic conversation. conversation. And, mm-hmm. and I think the other thing is just how comfortable and confident do they come across? Mm-hmm. Because it, it can come across in your voice, especially if it's just audio, you can hear that. Yeah. Somebody who feel, somebody who might come across as not sounding as confident. And some of that can be just how they communicate. Do they use a lot of crutch words? Do they have things that, the ways that they're saying things that just can sometimes just take away from it sounding like you really know what you're talking about. And you've really, as an interviewer, you've really got to work sometimes to make the other person comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I interviewed, there, there was a high school coach here in Ooh, town. I just thought of something too. There was a high school coach here in town who I would interview every once in a while and his lip would quiver and you'd see beads of sweat on his Aww. lip. You'd ask him questions. And these were just, Easy. Casual questions. It wasn't like I was grilling him. It wasn't like I was sure. trying to get something, you know, are you cheating? No, no. It was just like, <laughs> oh yeah, is this going to be a big game this week? How's the team looking? He was so nervous. And I would, I would try the best I could to make him relax. You know, it was only a quick little two minute interview. It wasn't something long, but you want to try to make the, the interviewee as comfortable as you can. Now that doesn't mean that you're, you're sitting down and relaxed and getting right. your hand around or anything like that, but it just means that you're just talking and let them know that even though there's a microphone right here, even though there's a camera right here, or in that case, you know, a camera back here as you're, you're talking to them, don't worry about that. Forget mm-hmm. about the camera, forget about the microphone. Let's just talk. It's, it's, it's me and you talking. And if they can get to that, that extreme, I guess you could say, oh, it's that such a, it's level. such a great interview because the comfort level's there. Right. And once you're comfortable, and, and again, that's the key to, to a shy person. I, I'm, I'm a huge introvert and I'm very shy, but I'm comfortable on camera because I realize that it's not going to bite. I used to tell people all the time, <laughs> the camera does not bite. So once you get used to that and know that, okay, you're the expert and whether you're being interviewed, mm-hmm. you know, you're the interviewee, okay, you're talking to me because I'm the expert or I'm talking on camera as a sportscaster because I'm the expert. Once you realize that, then, okay, it doesn't mean I know everything, but hopefully I know more than the person who's listening and that's why they're listening to me. So just have the confidence to share that. And, and if you can get that out of that person, because you know your story more than anyone. So right. the person you're talking to. So, so let them be confident about that and let them share that with you and let the magic happen. Because again, if, if they get all tense because you're tense, mm-hmm. it's not going to come out very well. Well, I think the other thing that I have found too that can differentiate is also remembering that the story is about them Mm -hmm. 
not you mm. as the interviewer. That's good. The, the 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 story or the interview or the reason why you're bringing them on is because you want to highlight them and share their expertise it's not all about you yeah which can be hard to remember sometimes yeah. no, that doesn't mean you you can't say something about yourself sure. you know it, as we interview people about parenting aging parents i often mention about my mom or she mentions about her mom right? i mention about my dad about my parents moving into independent living we mention things sure. about that but we don't go into you know, a long diatribe about, hey, let me tell you about my mom and, and Alzheimer's. And, and five minutes later, it's like, why, why, is, why is the- Is there like, a question why, in there? Yeah, why is the <laughs> yeah. guest on? Aren't you asking the guest a question? Right. So, so know that, that it's okay to, to add the, the color, so to speak. Think, think about play-by-play -play and color. The play-by-play -play is the guest and you're adding the color mm -hmm. as the interviewer. So, so throw in things every once in a while, but the main- part of the the answer is coming from from them that, that's the main part of the story so you're just you're, you're kind of you're you're driving the the float so to speak but all the fun is back there <laughs> so so you know just imagine that that you're just driving you get to steer the direction that you're going but all the fun is the the interviewee and what they have to say oh, that's great i think that's the hard you know that's that touches on the hardest part which is trying to get them to open up and share. And so I, I really like just trying to make it very conversational, making it very apparent that you're just focused on them and not your list of questions, but on that connection. Yeah. Did you have anything that you, um, anything we've missed that you wanted to make sure to leave people with, or do you feel like we kind of covered everything? I think we covered a lot. We covered a lot. We yeah. did, yeah. we did. Yeah. Well, and thank you. You do a great job, by the way, Christy. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm I'm always open to pointers for that. I appreciate you guys coming on both. I hope everyone who listens, make sure to tune into both episodes on how to be a better interviewer, how to be a better interviewee to show up as a thought leader in your business. Thanks again so much, Kim and Mike, and make sure everybody check out their links in our show notes, and I will see you next time. To succeed in business, you need brand awareness, authority, and trust. To get those, you need visibility. Podcasts offer each of these. It's a unicorn platform because it gives you the scarcest resource in digital marketing, attention. Did you know that 80% of podcast audiences listen to the entire episode and more than 50% consider buying from a brand or individual that they discover on a podcast? Building your own show and audience takes years. Grow faster by guest speaking on other podcasts to get more leads, build your SEO, and strengthen your brand. To learn how my agency can help, email me at hello at christybilbury.com.